Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I speak with founder of Core3 Brandworks, Mark Drager. Welcome to the show, man. Jason, thank you for having me, my man. Yeah, thanks for coming. And we're going to be talking about the secrets, insights, and advice of business success. This is chock full of awesome stuff. So um, I, I want to first talk about uh, you know, how you went from being broke to owning a multi-million dollar creative agency. I mean, everybody wants to know that secret right there. So um, before you tell me how you did it, what was it like? What was the catalytic moment? Like, what was that moment where you, you, you realized, oh, I'm going from broke to switching over to the other side? Like, what was that moment like? What happened? To, to realizing that I actually made some money? Yep, basically. <laughs> it was like year seven, to be honest with you. Oh. And it was uh, because I... I you know what always interests me? Entrepreneurs who think that they can build something, and I'm, I'm in this moment right now even, so, so I fall in this class. We think we can build something without sacrifice or risk. Right. And so what I did really well was I was comfortable getting by on almost nothing. Like I was, I was broke, and we didn't make a lot of money, and we scraped to get by. But then when, when the company, the incorporated company, started making money, I didn't pay myself any more money. Yeah. My lifestyle didn't go up. So, so for the first four years, I think I was still the lowest paid employee in my company. Nice. Um, year five, I finally gave myself a raise where I earned more <laughs> money than when I had quit my job. There you go. This company. And by year seven, I actually went, you know what? I think I can afford to pay myself a bonus or a dividend. And then I paid off my mortgage. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't but, a huge mortgage, but I like literally I, I first time I pulled money out of the company, I was like, I'm paying off my mortgage. And then suddenly I went from like, five years of scraping to get by to like in a year and a half. And it felt like overnight, but it was really because I was seven years reinvesting, 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 reinvesting. And then finally I felt comfortable pulling a little bit of money out. You know, people always think things like this happen overnight. They don't realize how long we grind to, to get to that point, right? They think that, Oh, look at that company just raised a million dollars or that company sold for a billion dollars. Like, yeah. Did you watch them grind for 20 years? No, they don't. So, so I guess one of your secrets or your tips here is to, you know, keep reinvesting, take the minimums that you can to, just keep things moving until you see the money pouring in and then you can finally pay yourself a little extra. That's, that's a good way to look at it. I always tell people something similar. I say, make your expenses more minimum. So like instead of spending so much, take your expenses down because it's actually the opposite as opposed to making more money, right? And then you have to like spend more money because you have more money versus um, spending less money because you make less money. Now, when you make a lot of money, there's not a lot of expenses. So I like that. That's true. I, I do find, though, that some people get so caught up on, on removing expenses, they forget that there's the other side of it. Like, just go make more money. Yeah. Right? Like, you can get so fixated on getting smaller and smaller and tighter and tighter. And, but at a certain point, it's just like, just, just, just go earn more money. Go, go sell more. Go advertise more. Go do more. And then more opportunities will come in. If only it was so easy. Let's hear some of these secrets to, to, to hear on how you can do that. So I want to actually tap into that. How does an entrepreneur or a startup or a business owner who is minimizing expenses and trying to be careful how they spend when it comes to ad placements and marketing and whatnot, how can they go to the next level where they're starting to see that revenue come in uh, when they're, you know, what are the top three tips, for example, on how to do that? Oh, man, this is what I do all day, every day. So at, at, Core, at Core 3 Brandworks, we're a brand strategy company. And when people think of branding, I think, you know, often they're like a brand like Coca-Cola or advertise. No, 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 no. 
like if you do really effective branding, what you actually determine is what your business strategy is. So what do you want to sell? What do you want to build? What do you want to accomplish? Like if that's really clear, like like if I want to start um, an e-commerce shop that sells uh, red sneakers to teenagers, cool. Like like I just made something really specific and clear. And then the next step is to understand your audiences, your, your prospects, your customers, your target audiences. If I want to sell red sneakers to teenagers, that narrows down what I'm doing. Like what what channels are they on? What how will I get in front of them? How will I appeal to them? What will I say to them? I only have one product, right? Keep it really small, keep it really simple. Try to niche down. And once you know exactly what you want to build and you know exactly who your audiences are and what they care about, and then the last step, which very few people do, is the third player in this is your market or competitors. Who else is trying to steal your target audience's right. attention or their dollars? And once you have those three things mapped out in specifics, the actual tactics, like like where do you spend money and how much do you spend and are we overspending and can we set up measurements to know if it's working or not and how can we test different messages? Like all of that stuff becomes clear if you just lay out these core three components. It's funny. I'm currently doing that for my startup, believe it or not. And, uh, I'm always in a startup, but, uh, we, we launched, a, we launched about a month ago. It's called Spinner and the stuff you just said. So I want to know because my team would love to hear this and people watching, listening. What do you think is the most effective? Do you think it's, um, you know, TikTok ads, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, App Store ads, or all the above? Or is it for different yeah. types of content, different types of ads? And, you know, and how do yes, you take that yes. market share from the bigger guys? How do you how do you weasel your way in? Yes, Let's yes, hear it, man. yes, yes, yes. You're, it's you're all, the expert. It's, it's, it's all it's all great. And so so here you just touched on a point. You, me, all of us, we think in terms of tactics, right? Like I need to start a podcast. I need to start TikTok ads. I need to grow a following. I need to go here. I need to go there. Here's a perfect example. I had a client who came to me who said, um, I need I need to grow my sales. And and this was a really interesting project because this client sold million dollar contracts to very large organizations to help them with like data, like moving to data something, whatever, data driving things. Right. Uh, but I go, okay, so so in your in your market, in your niche, how many people are there? He's like four or five hundred. Okay. If there's four or 500 people, I don't think we need to start an advertising campaign. I don't right. think we need to start a marketing campaign. I think you need to figure out like what conferences, <laughs> what conferences do those 500 people go to, sponsor those conferences, then give them a really great offer. When they take that free offer, they're going to hit your landing page and then retarget or remarket to those people because you have your, your event is your awareness and then you give them stuff for free to bring them to something so you can qualify which of the 25, 50, 60, 100, 500 of, the, of this group will actually be interested in you right now. Right. And then you remarket to them through whatever channel they happen to go to. So maybe that's TikTok, but probably not. It's how, would probably, you do, how would you do that for like a software, for like an app? Because a lot of people out there have platforms and apps and websites and things like that where you don't really have a product. It's just more like yeah. just use our app. How, how do you how do you tackle the you know the chicken and the egg syndrome where you need you know x amount of users on an app in order to get more users because if not they show up and there's no one there you know so sure. how do you get that first ten thousand people on the app for example? Well, so so you, first of all, I think again when you're working with a business through this process, you have to ask yourself where your number one challenge is. Most people, if you're just launching an app, 
then yes, you do need to be able to have that tipping point of awareness. So, so how will we get awareness? Now, that might be through advertising, but it's very competitive because most of your competitors mm-hmm. are dumping a lot of money into advertising. Yep. They may have a lot of lifetime value, meaning they're willing to overspend and lose money to acquire someone, which means you can't play that game unless you have deep pockets. So maybe you're going to go more of a PR route and actually try to find bl- bloggers or, or articles that will speak about it. Like you have to, you have to handle the attention component. Right. But then the next level down is once people hit the app store, they hit the landing page or what have you, you do need reviews. You do need screenshots. You do need to explain stuff. You need all of that positive stuff. So ideally you would beta that first through kind of friends and family or even people you might be paying to be able to acquire those, those credibility social proof pieces. But most apps actually have the problem of the fact that they just can't, they can't keep people, right? right? Most The vast majority of apps that are downloaded are deleted within a day or two. And so if we actually have a CX, like a, like a, a customer user and retention problem, then I would probably focus on that over the mass awareness because the mass awareness is so expensive. Yep. Let's make sure that we're retaining people on app. Let's make sure we're giving them a great experience and then figure out maybe a referral strategy through push notifications or what have you. Like, Again, once like we always think in terms of like what tactic and what can I do for marketing and advertising, but our goal is to sell things to ideally more people for more money. And if we focus on that goal, we can then reverse engineer the lower cost, more scrappy solutions to get there. And sometimes, most times actually, volume doesn't help you. You don't want more. You want quality, the right people, yeah. right? Qu- quality over quantity. That's what I've been telling my team as well. So I, you know, this is another thing too, you know, is when you mention getting out in the market and showing what you have available on your landing page and these screenshots and all that stuff, but also explaining it to audiences all over the internet. Maybe people aren't confident enough to speak on behalf of their brand because they're not that kind of person. What do you tell someone that, isn't that kind of person, but they have to be in some way. Well, I mean, listen, no one's going to do it as well as you are. So if you don't believe it and aren't capable of it, then the next thing I would do is just license someone. So for example, uh, like I have, um, I have friends who operate in the real estate investing space. I'm not an REI kind of guy, but, but I go to these events and I'm part of mastermind groups because I help host and I help with marketing and things like that. But if I wanted to launch a new project or product in REI, I would just create a joint venture. If I'm the tech person, if I'm the idea person, if I have the operations, if I have everything, I would go out to someone who is a known leader in that area and say, hey, do you want to partner with me? I'll give you 40% of my company, but you have to be the face of it. You have to be the voice of it. You have to be the person that we push out front. And frankly, you might say like, give up 20 or 30 or 40% just for someone with a name. I had Tony Horton, the founder of P90X on my podcast. Wow. If I was going into health and fitness, I would go to Tony (laughs) Horton because I would say, Tony, Man, I got this amazing idea, bro. Like, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. If it aligns with you, if you think there's a good fit, like, I would I would get so much further with Tony's help than me just trying to invent something, right? Don't, don't these guys get a million pitches a day from other people? Like, what, what, what would make them pick you? Like, how do you convince them to join your team, essentially? Same way you would sell anything. Selling yourself, selling your vision is no different than selling a product or a service. So if you're if you're... I mean, no one, like the truth is, and Damon John says this, the shark, but he says it very well. No one will buy your products if you can't sell yourself. Like no one will buy anything from you if you can't sell yourself. It's funny. So if, you are, if you are in this position where you literally cannot sell yourself at all, you, you, you 
you better find a partner, someone, someone that can. can do it for you. You know, it's yeah. funny. Like I always tell entrepreneurs that ask me the same question, you know, you need to find the pain point that's affecting you and voice that pain point and how you're solving it with the problem that you created. So, you know, it, like with Spinner, for example, like the, the big problem is the pandemic has caused friendships to just fall apart. And so our solution is to meet new people that are, they share similar interests and hobbies based on friendship, not a dating app. So, uh, I'm having that problem. I'm 45 years I, old. I, I cannot so make new friends. <laughs> I told my wife like a month ago, I said, there must be like a, there must be like a Tinder for friends, right? Like, like we're Just like so out. many people are facing the same situation. So, I mean, your biggest challenge is going to be like Reddit or like anything else. You need people, you need like mass people in order yep. to get people on board yep. and you need people on board in order to get people. And so exactly. You know, in their early days, they just posted lots of fake things from fake accounts to show that there were people there. Ours is a video app, so you can't do that, um, which is a challenge. But so like talking about that, how do you how do you hyper localize uh, a platform to get past that chicken and the egg syndrome? What's the best way to do that? Um, I I don't know if there's an elegant solution. Right. So, so the what's, often, what's, what's the clunky one? <laughs> the, the clunky solution is I wouldn't say fake it till you make it, but I think as entrepreneurs, we have to realize that there's a difference between, uh, truth. Like, like we are not journalists. We are not biographers. We are not here to, and I get into arguments with people cause I'll say like, you know, I, we used to shoot videos in like hospitals with researchers and we'd be in this around all of this amazing stuff. And we say, can you pick up like can you do something researchy, like pick up a, a beaker or right. do something? And they go, we don't do that. We don't. <laughs> I go, okay, well, what do you do? And they go like, I sit at this computer and I type things. And I was like, well, that's, that's not going to be that's not good. entertaining. Like, yeah. Can you do something? Like, can you do something that we think you do? Like, right. and, and it's like, so this is the truth. Like in marketing and sales, in advertising, the truth is important because you don't want to lie. Right. You want to give, like, you want to give people something. So it has to be entertaining. So, the clunky solution is you better figure out a way to get, you know, if it's if it's 400 people or 1,000 people or 2,000 people, if you have to pay them, if you have to be like the restaurant that's opening that gives that pays everyone $50 just to stand out front on opening yep. day just so people think there's a line when there's not. If you need to be like FUBU who just dropped um, clothing, clothing on the everywhere. street so that yep. way people would just wear it. Like, PayPal like, gave away $5 per person in the beginning to get people to jump on. I remember that. Right, right. And so it's like... There is no elegant solution. We want most of us want it to be the way we want it to be, and we want it to be truthful and above the board. And we don't want to do "quote unquote" dirty tactics. But all these right. things I'm saying, in my opinion, are not immoral. They're not dirty. No, it's it's just you got to spin it a little bit to get to get momentum. Right, spin it. I like it. Awesome, man. And how can people find out more about your company uh, online? Well, they can head over to to core3.co uh, or core3brandworks.com. Um, but I will offer to your audience if if I have a, a 60 page playbook, Sweet. a badass brand playbook that actually breaks down our entire SOP, our entire internal process, step by step to teach you how to work through these steps, the tools we use. We give it away for free. Is it on if the website? Head, uh, if you head over to Instagram and DM me, so at Mark Drager, head over to Instagram and DM me. I want the playbook, or I heard you and I want the playbook. Or, nice. What is this Brad ass thing? I don't have bots. I don't like. I will personally send it to Sweet. you a copy. It is. It's not like we're capturing emails or anything. This is something that's internal. Right. But I will share with your audience just to help them out. Nice. I like that. Everyone, hit him up on Instagram. He's going to get DM like crazy. Hopefully after this, and uh, appreciate it, man. This was really, really good, Mark, and some awesome insights and secrets. Hopefully, people learn something from it and they can maybe uh, pick up from what you said and succeed in their startup. 
Amazing. Thank you. And uh, as always, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.